Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, the soccer mom who likes to dress in drag. It's repulsive to me. And her husband's had it. You agree to stop, right? You said, I feel like a gay man trapped in a woman's body. I don't feel that this hurts the children. It hurts your ego. Is this an exploitation? Is it a perversion in some way? Is this an illness in your mind? You can't live with this. I can't. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Some say it's a hard life, but it's hard for us all. Always hold on. Always be strong. Reach out. love today's show because we're talking about marriage. And of course, we're going to have examples up here, but what we're really talking about is conflict in marriage and how to resolve it. And that includes your marriage at home. Look, every marriage has disagreements. So today, we talk to these two couples. You're going to find that they have what I think are seriously mismatched expectations. What you're also going to find out today is that it's not really what happens in a marriage that causes it to succeed or fail. It's violations of what was expected to happen that causes it to succeed or fail. Now, my first guests, Matthew and Leanna, are newlyweds. Just three months into the marriage, they're already in trouble. Now, the problem is Leanna's passion for her hobby seems greater than her passion for her husband, at least in his opinion. And she had promised to give it up. Take a look at what she considers to be a hobby that just makes sense to her. My favorite hobby right now that I have is drag. I feel like a gay man in a woman's body because I identify with them. That really just sums me up. I've always been fascinated and drawn to the gender illusionists and the drag queens because I'm five foot nine and I have big hair and I'm a size 11 foot. I just try to copy the eccentric drag face. Growing up, I was a tall, awkward child and just always felt like I didn't have the right clothes and didn't have the right hair and just kind of felt out of place. And the final touch to any fierce drag ensemble, a big old bad wig. When I was going to college, my good friend took me out to one of the gay bars and there was a great drag show. I was just amazed and really drawn into it all. I feel very comfortable with these gay men knowing the fact that they really don't want me 
They're not gonna try to pursue me sexually. They just maybe want me for my shoes. All right, a gay man in a woman's body is not what Matt thought he was signing up for. So you see my point, if you expect one thing and you get another, then you have this reaction. Now he comes from a traditional background and he says that Leanna's outrageous outfits and outings to gay nightclubs are an embarrassment to him and that he had expected it to stop. I was in shock when I first saw her in drag. I'd never really seen my wife dressed up with the wigs, with the heavy makeup and the eyelashes. It was not appealing. It was not a, a beautiful look. It was kind of a turnoff. In general, I don't necessarily agree with gay people. I don't necessarily think that they're, in general, trustworthy. I'm more conservative. I am a engineering technician. I work on research and development projects. At work, I rely on my friends a lot, so we talk about our personal lives together, and uh, I've reached out to them to try to help me understand, and they kind of make fun of me about it. I'm really ashamed of it. I don't think I would have proposed had I known about drag. It's repulsive to me. But Leanna says that Matt knew about her colorful hobby before they got married. He said he did know about this. She says she may have promised to stop, but now she resents him for really taking that away from her. I like the dressing up, and I like this group of adults that I've found that like to play dress up too, because they appreciate my efforts. My husband has many outlets you know, to unwind and express himself. I support him by going to his softball games. I wear my little team shirt, my little hat, go honey, you know. But when it comes to him supporting and encouraging and nurturing my needs for a hobby, he wants nothing to do with it. Um, that's just not hot. Making that commitment to him, just, it totally broke my heart. Like I'm giving up on my future, I'm giving up on my dreams. These are funny as a gag. Any man that's gonna make me choose between like my hobby or that, that can't tolerate something that I do that is completely innocent, then maybe do I really wanna be with somebody like that? Well, Matt and Leanna had a heart-to-heart -heart talk on their honeymoon about her quitting the wigs and the makeup and that is part of why he's so upset. On the way to the honeymoon, Leanna and I had a long talk about drag. She said, I promise I will try to find something else to do, but she didn't keep that promise. At times, I feel like she's with me for me to pay the bills and to be a babysitter. When she goes to drag, I'm usually home with the kids. This isn't what I signed up for, no. I don't think her dressing in drag fits our lifestyle. It certainly doesn't fit my lifestyle. At one point, one of her friends, a transvestite, came to the house and wanted to try on clothes. It's one thing to go out and do it. It's one thing to have this in my house. You can't live with this. I can't. So if this continues, is it a deal breaker? I think so, yes. Okay, so if she's not willing to give this up, then you would make a, an early exit from this, this marriage. Yeah, I think I'd have to. It's just not something that I'm proud of. It's not something that I want uh, for my family or for my wife. I would hope that Matt would see the big picture that it's, it's not that it's drag. It's just that I feel that I need an outlet and I deserve to have an outlet. I feel I take care of business and I deserve to have hobbies too. And it doesn't have to be drag, but just I need to have something for myself, something that I can still own that I could have for me and that he could tolerate that, that he could say, you know, I have a wonderful wife and she takes care of business and she's allowed her hobby. 
Okay, and you say it doesn't have to be this, but you got to have something. Yes. So, but I thought this was your passion. I thought this was, this was it for you. You said, I feel like a, a gay man trapped in a woman's body. I feel, I do kind of jokingly say that I feel like a gay man in a butch girl's body. Um, and I very much enjoy this. I, I just feel it's very fulfilling and it makes sense to me and it just comes naturally. But it doesn't necessarily have to be this, but this just doesn't require as much time as if I were to get into theater or something else that would take more time away from the family and the house. Yeah. So, because you're not really a drag queen. No. Because you're a girl. Technically, yes, I so, am a genetic I mean, female. So, technically, you would be called like a faux queen. Uh, sure. No, really. I mean, that's the term sure. that's generally used for that. Yeah. You, you like to play dress up. Yes. And this isn't... This isn't a sexual thing. No, not at all. And it's not a sexual perversion. It's not a diagnosable disorder or hobby. Uh, it's not real common among soccer moms, uh, as far as we know. True. But I mean, girls like to dress up and play dress up, and so you're kind of into this. Yeah. Who is hurt by this other than you being embarrassed? I mean, is there a victim here? Is this a perversion in some way? Is this an illness in your mind? I think the kids are hurting right now. How are, how are they hurt by just, her doing just this? because of what we're going through. I mean, I've invested a lot of time and, and love in, in her children. And, uh, you know, if this isn't, isn't going to work out, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm completely committed to doing whatever I can. Um, but if this doesn't work out, it's going to be a, a hard for, for them. Okay, and you knew this before you married her? I knew it after I engaged. I learned about it, but before we were married. Okay. I'd like to go back to you feel that the children are a victim and you feel that the children are hurt. The kids, when they see me dressed up, like coming or going to and from anything, um, they just laugh. They're not scared. They don't run from me. And I don't feel that, that drag or this hobby hurts the children. It does not take time away from them. I do this when the children are with their father on a weekend when they're not home. Only twice has it ever happened when the children were home. And yes, I asked you to stay at home with them. So when he asks, who does this hurt, it hurts your ego. And your ego, how it affects our relationship, may negatively reflect, reflect upon the children. But drag itself or my hobbies, whatever they may be, do not negatively affect the children. Do you agree with that? If, if uh, you and I can't make this work, I think the kids are going to go through a tremendous upheaval. Okay, but that's not necessarily a product of her hobby. It is, can be as much a product of your reaction to her hobby as her hobby. So you have to own that uh, as much as you would want her to own the stimulus for it, which is the fact that she does it. So you bring a whole learning history to this, and you decide, describe yourself as pretty conservative and pretty traditional. And so this violates your model of what marriage is supposed to be. Yes. Okay, and that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It violates your expectations, and that's causing you pain. I mean, do you see that? Yes. Okay, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, so what does the family think about all of this? Next, Matt's mother says that Leanna's fascination with drag is shameful and that it's hurtful to her son. So we'll let that weigh in in just a minute. I don't approve of her dressing in gay clothes and going to gay bars. I, I don't see why. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Nine-one-one one nightmares. The most important piece of information you need to know. And everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. 
five calls placed to 911, but they weren't enough for this mother of two. Your wife's in the back of a car fighting for her life, and nobody sent anybody. Plus, the training operators have before answering your call. How does your state rank? Zero hours of training. That's tomorrow. Everybody deserves to have an outlet to relax. Dressing in drag doesn't hurt anybody. The one thing that I chose doesn't require a lot of time and effort, and it's very fulfilling to me. Well, we're talking with couples who are finding it difficult to compromise. Now, when Matthew married Leanna, he expected a normal wife and mother in a traditional sense. Instead, he got someone with a really flamboyant hobby, um, with very different views about what is entertaining. Now, Matthew thinks her hobby is a complete embarrassment, and he wants it to end. In fact, he expected it to stop when they tied the knot. And you agreed to stop, right? At that point, the discussion on our honeymoon, I agreed to look into other things that I could do that would be as fulfilling or satisfying as a hobby. And now, mind you, I only do this once a month. And to go out, it's local, I'm gone for four or five hours. So don't seem like I do this every week all the time. It's once a month. And so let's say in the last 10 months, I've gone to seven events, and that's it. And then since our honeymoon, I went to one event, and ever since then, it's just been terrible and downhill. Okay, but you agreed to stop, and then, I agreed but to you find, don't really want to. I agreed to find something else, and I know that he doesn't really care for it, but there's things that he does that I really don't care for, but I tolerate that because it's just like, you know what? You do what you need to do. You're a grown man. You're an adult. You're a responsible person, and you do what you need to do to make to make you happy and make yourself feel better. You realize this kind of violates his views and upbringing, and his his mother really can't understand why you do this either. So let's hear what she has to say. Leanna has a hobby where she likes to dress up in drag. She goes to drag bars and drag events and even coronations where she's won a, the contest. It's kind of a strange hobby. I don't approve of her dressing in gay clothes and going to gay bars. I, I don't see why. Matt has been very distraught, upset, depressed lately, and it bothers me. My son has a very traditional background and he views marriage in one way, and I think Leanna views marriage in another way. My fear is that they can't get past this. My fear is that it doesn't work for them, and I think that would be a horrible shame and very crushing. I know my son would be devastated. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Is it that you see this as being immoral and wrong and hanging out with an element that you just don't feel comfortable with? Absolutely. Um, so there are a lot of gay folks involved in this activity, right? And you, you have a problem with that? Um, I, yeah, I, I generally don't like the, the gay society. 
me personally. I mean, I've been to gay bars, and I have gay friends. She has a, a gay friend, and, I, you know, we're very uh, welcoming to him and, and nice to him. And, um, you know, I've, I've had gay friends. It's just not a society that I want to be a part of um, th- that you I You say like. you think that generally they're unstable. I think they are, my personal opinion. I think they're, they're, uh, um, they're a little bit harder to trust uh, from my experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah, you get that that's a part of the problem here is that he, he's got a, a, a stereotypical view of, of the gay society and thinks that you're interacting with a, an undesirable element of society. And that's fine. He, he has a right to his opinion. You know, he could be a Republican, I could be a Democrat. Why can't we still have this relationship work? You know, I don't bring them home. I don't ask him to go with me. You have me. brought them to our house. Not when you were home. So how did that affect you? They were I, not around you. I still don't, I don't want them. I don't put it in your face. It's not like I asked you to go with me. This is something you I do. You have asked me to go with you. Just, just because I want to try to inform you. You know, you're an intelligent man, and I feel that maybe if I try to ed- educate you on the fact, and, you know, expose you to it, then you'll learn from it. You know, so I felt that maybe if we did that first, that would better but you're open saying, your mind to it. And maybe this is part of the problem, because you're saying you've brought them home. One time, like those people. I mean, you understand that that gay individuals are just as individual as straight individuals, and there are those that are honest, and those that are dishonest, and those that are nice, and those that are tall, and those that are short. And I mean, people that are gay are just as individualistic as those that are straight. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, there are some some gay people out there. I've had you know gay friends, and and I appreciate some gay people. Um, I just don't. Don't choose to want them around. Is it possible that, although you are concerned about this activity, that the real issue here is what you think she doesn't do in this marriage that you wish she did? Think about that. Uh, Matthew and Leanna wrote each other very private letters highlighting their expectations for this marriage. Uh, they were private. They allowed me to read them. I, I think they were intended for my eyes only, so I'm not going to violate that, but I am going to talk about some conclusions that I've drawn from a careful reading of them, numerous careful readings of them, actually. We'll be right back. If she never stops doing drag, I can't be with someone who's going to do things that hurt me. He has given me the ultimatum. It's either drag or our relationship. My biggest fear is we really don't have what it takes to sustain a 50-year relationship. When I get all dressed up in the makeup and the wigs and the clothes and the heels, I, I just feel fabulous. To me, it's innocent and playful and just very fulfilling. Transformation complete. Well, we're talking with Matthew and Leanna. They're newlyweds. Uh, They're trying to strike a compromise, a balance, an adjustment in this new marriage. Leanna promised to give up her fascination with drag and gay culture, but three months into the marriage, she really doesn't want to do that, doesn't think she ought to have to do that. A marriage works when each partner meets the other's expectations, and that's not what's happening here. Uh, Matt's even goes so far as to leave home for several days. During that time, he wrote Leanna a letter about what he wanted 
in the marriage. And you don't feel like she's really plugged into you in the way that you would want a wife to be. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. And you admit that in terms of affection and emotion and demonstrativeness, that's not natural for you. True. I mean, you didn't grow up with that. It wasn't modeled for you well. You didn't learn it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a product of divorce. Um, you know, my mother's been married and divorced three times, and my father's been married three times, and um, I never thought I'd actually ever get married, just because, I don't know, I just didn't feel that it's, it has a good outcome. But then I met Matthew, and I just thought, and still think, that he's wonderful. And he's a total package, and he's a great man. And I accept him for exactly who he is. And so I committed to it. Granted, we do not have a um, stereotypical, cookie-cutter, old-fashioned style marriage. I mean, I have th three children from a previous relationship that he graciously accepted with open arms, and I totally love him and commend him for that. And, you know, I, I'm a... Um, I'm self-employed, and I volunteer at the co-op preschool, and I volunteer in the classrooms, and that's very important for me to be a huge part of my children's life. And when I met Matt, I told him that the children are always going to be first. They were here first, and, you know, so I am committed to our relationship, but I, I'm an individual, and I just, if you fell in love with me and you love me for me enough to pursue me, to propose to me, and to marry me, you should accept me for who I, who I am. And it's, it's, but you can't say along the lines there that, hey, I'm going to throw in this curveball and now, you know, you're, you think you're marrying this person and now all of a sudden you're getting this along I've with been it. totally honest with you. I told you that I used to do it before. I have plenty of pictures of it. And, and when you started doing it, there was no consideration for my feelings. Yeah, I did tell you at, at the very first casino night that you came to, even before we started dating, you volunteered to be a dealer. Did I not dress up in three different drag-style outfits? But that wasn't, that wasn't you going to a, a gay club and being involved in no, gay No, but events. I did inform you that I'm looking for showgirls for my next casino night, and then I went, and then, so I really enjoyed it, and then I went to another one and another one. You don't necessarily inform me of every decision or purchase or idea you make in your life. I, so, I, I try to be a team player. I try to take your feelings into consideration. I try to, you know, uh, you know love you, and I, and I care deeply about how you feel and, and your needs. You know, I don't agree with that. Uh, listen, I, I just have to tell you guys, um, I assume you all want to know what I think. Please. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of reasons to get a divorce. This is not one of them. This is just not one of them. There is always a price for getting into a relationship. You give up privacy, you give up space, you give up, you share money, you, you share time, you share labor. Everybody has jobs. And so it's, it's, it's not the same as being by yourself, where you can do anything you want anytime you want. Uh, there, there's a price for that. And I've always said, if the price for being half of a couple is losing who you are as an individual, then the price is too high. I promise you it won't work. It won't work because you will be so resentful of giving up who you are and what you believe and what you feel. Now, if what you believed and felt 
was something that was detrimental to you, if it was some perversion, if it was something not healthy for you or for your children, then I would tell you that you need to get help for it. But honestly, as much as I know you would like for me to, I just can't say that. I just don't see anything in the world wrong with you playing dress up and going and doing that. I mean, to me, it's kind of goofy. I wouldn't do it. Um, I think you'd look fabulous, Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I would look good. I, we could use a wig here and there, Matt. I mean, come on. But I just, I, I'm sorry, I just can't judge what you're doing as being maladaptive in, in any way. Now, it's creating friction in this relationship. You, you can tell that she fights very hard to be her own person. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to talk about you like you're not here for a minute. But when you've been through some of the experiences that she's been through, you kind of you kind of have to fight to hold on to yourself. You know, growing up in divorce and growing up in a cold situation and, and all can, can make you where you become very self-reliant. Right. You say, okay, I can't depend on these people because they come and go, so I'm going to depend on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own way. She's in business for herself. She's very individualistic in these things. But yet she chose against everything she had ever thought she would do to actually become part of a couple, which was a huge risk for her to take. A huge risk for her to take. Am I telling the truth? Yes. And b because, the, you know, you, you, you give yourself to somebody, they can start judging you, they can leave you, they can do all of these things. And now her worst nightmare is, is coming true. Because she's saying, I took the risk. I let myself love. I let myself engage. I'm really trying to get in there and play the game. And I've kind of got this thing over here that's been kind of an escape for me, kind of a fun thing for me. I never felt real pretty. I got big feet. I got, uh, so I, I just found a place to kind of play dress up like we did when we were little girls. And I got to give that up too. I, I don't think you want to take that away from her if you expect to continue to, to grow as a couple. And frankly, you're kind of rigid about that. You're kind of rigid about that, those people. Well, there's a... Yes. Okay, well, I asked you at the beginning. I said, if this doesn't change the deal breaker, you said, I believe it is. I'm asking you to back off of that. Okay. I'm asking you to back off of that. This woman loves you. And you don't know what an investment that is from her because to say that is a hard thing for her. I read your letter several times. I read every word of every pre-interview question we gave you. This was a big deal for her. You should be really flattered that she has taken this leap of faith with you. You must be a great guy. Yes. Because she wouldn't have done it if she didn't see something that she really wanted to... Will you think about that? Well, All right. We got to stop. When we come back, a 13-year marriage is in the ditch and the wife says she needs some time. Uh, we'll talk about what that means when we get back. He doesn't really realize how serious I am. Um, that I, this is not my kind of life and this is not how I want to live anymore. I really want things to change or it just can't be.
says she wants to spend the rest of her life with him. My next guest, Shauna, has been thinking about taking a break. She says, I don't know. I want to be with him the rest of my life, but I'm not sure I want to be with him right now. Over the course of their 13-year marriage, Shauna and John have kept it together in spite of problems that would have broken many other couples apart. They survived John's video game addiction, losing their ranch and business, and Shauna's struggle with lupus and a brain tumor. But now, after all that, Shauna says things have finally reached a breaking point. John is very controlling. He will never trust me, and he has no reason not to trust me. John will call me 20 to 30 times if I'm out anywhere without him. He will check my phone, see who's called me, who I've called. John doesn't like if I go anywhere with my friends. He's extremely jealous. Girlfriends, guy friends, anybody, family. He's jealous of everybody. John definitely thinks I go out and drink too much and that he does not want me to drink at all. That's John's drink to make sure I'm in line. I'm check right there. I'm not having fun. He wants to make sure I'm not having fun. Too much fun. John says none of that is true. He claims it's Shauna who has done the damage by being irresponsible with money, unfaithful to him with a coworker, and inappropriate with John's friends. He says he is tired of mopping up after Shauna's messes. Being with Shauna is almost like having to take care of another child. My wife has a big problem telling the truth. There's been unfaithfulness on her part with about four guys. I've had a guy tell me that the wife drinks too much and she gets inappropriate at times. When Shauna goes out and I call her, if it's early enough in the day before she started really drinking, like she'll answer her phone. But then the further she gets into the night, the less she'll answer her phone. So I don't know where she is, who she's with, or what's going on. I have a lot of concerns with my wife's friends. She uses very poor judgment in picking friends, and it seems that she always picks people that are problematic individuals in society. Shauna thinks that she can do whatever she wants, whenever she wants, and I have to pick up the pieces. Well, John blames Shauna's drinking for a behavior that he says is just out of control. She still thinks she's 15 years old, free spirit, running around on the street sometimes. You know, I'm gonna drink whatever I want, how much I want, and it doesn't matter how stupid or dumb I get or what spectacle I make for myself, it's me having a good time. I'm sorry, I don't see it that way. Because you're 35 years old, lying in the gutter in front of your house. What kind of example are you setting for your children? I absolutely do not have a drinking problem. She says that you've called her as much as 13 times in an hour when she's at a friend's house. She says that you've sent 20 texts, 10 calls when she was at the hospital, that you are a dictator to family and friends, that you interrogate her and her friends, um, that you care only about what you care about, uh, that you've even threatened um, her when she wants to get away, that you can get really, that you really clamp down in control and try to pull her back and under control. Well, a lot of those things I don't think are true myself. I mean, the calling constantly. I mean, the only time I call her a lot is if she's 
out and about doing something and she doesn't answer the phone. Then, you know, I'll call back and I get no answer, no answer. Then, of course, I'm going to keep calling until I get an answer. So tell me about this taking a break. What, what do you mean you want to take a break? I, I want to take a break because I, I feel things can't, they keep going in circles and we're not getting anything done. We don't resolve them. We, we make up and it's okay for a couple days and we go back to the same things. We suppress, we both suppress our feelings on it and just say, oh, okay, for the sake of argument, let's just stop now. And well, so how much of a break do you want to take? A week, a weekend, a couple of days, six months, a year? What are you talking about? I was thinking more six months to a year. Well, that'd be a lot oh, of phone calls. News to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to call ten times an hour, that'd be a lot of phone calls. Uh, well, that was the case, I don't think I'd be calling anybody at all. Well, Shauna says that she has come up with a plan that she thinks could save this marriage. I'm going to find out exactly what that involves when we come back. All-new Dr. Phil. Nine one one nightmares plus the training operators have before answering your calls. How does your state rank? Zero hours of training. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by. I think that uh husband has every right to ask his wife, who are you going out with, what time are you coming home, and what are you going to be doing when you're there? I don't think that's unreasonable. Okay, well, I'm talking with John and Shauna, whose 13-year marriage is at the brink of falling apart. Shauna says that she wants to take a break from her marriage because John is just too controlling. He says her behavior is just irresponsible, out of control, so somebody needs to control something. Uh, one more thing they disagree about is what caused them to lose a Texas ranch where Shauna ran her dream business, breeding and boarding horses. Running my horse business, I was empowered. I loved every part of it. I was on top of the world. She would tend to associate more with a horse friends. To me, really didn't have anything to do with the business. It had a lot to do with hanging out and drinking, which I wouldn't be a part of. He would tell me I left him and the kids for animals for stupid animals and people that I can't trust. She blames me for her business failing when it was just a string of bad luck and bad judgment. She got hooked up with the wrong people who I feel, you know, took advantage of us, ripped her off, and then I'm the one that has to go in and make it right. Okay, have you been unfaithful in this marriage? I have been unfaithful. Uh-huh. And that creates a trust issue for you. Absolutely. He also has been unfaithful. Okay, well, let's talk about this. We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't mean to sweep that under the rug. That's fine. Um, let's talk about this break. You say you want to take a sabbatical. Correct. So what you call it, a sabbatical? I guess that's what it's called, <laughs> a I, sabbatical. Uh, Shauna says she wants to end up happily ever after with John, but at this very time, she feels her life needs to take a different direction. Take a look. At, at this camera is Sean has a personal message for you. John, I want a sabbatical from this marriage right now. What it means is that you will continue to live in Los Angeles and I will stay in Las Vegas with our children. 
at the end of the school year, I will take our children and I will go to a friend's farm. And if an opportunity arises, I will date other people. I think you have some serious issues that I can't deal with anymore. Only you can deal with them. Your anger, your control. And I love you, but I can't do this right now. But I do want to be with you for the rest of my life. What's your thought about that? I don't know what to say about that because um, I don't see the things she's talking about. I see it more of um, her health issues, her drinking issues, her wanting to be with friends, the inappropriate friends that she makes and meets and wants to associate with. A sabbatical, hell, that's party time. That's not, that's not working anything out. That's party time. Is that what we're talking about here? Absolutely not. But you, it's hard to work out differences if you're not there. You're right. But if he doesn't want to be a part of what, he has a very important business and passion to him. And I've followed around to make this happen for him. But we are supposed to That's make- That's not true at all. Both, both of us were supposed to be happy in pursuing dreams that we have. And the only thing that makes me happy is to run this a ranch and have my kids grow up that way myself. It's the only it's thing. It's not what the kids want. No, I, I, I get that, but I, I've got some questions about your plan here, and I'm sure you do. Uh, so I got some questions. When we come back, I'm going to ask them. We'll be right back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by. Help protect your home with CSL Creosote Sweeping Log. It cleans your chimney while it burns. Burn just once every 60 fires. CSL. Travel consideration provided by... You've probably been meaning to clean your chimney. With CSL, it's so easy. Burn just once every 60 fires. CSL, the log with the chimney sweep on the box. Available at the Home Depot. like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. I'm at the point now where, hey, it's one or the other. It's me or the bottle. Make your choice. Me or the bottle. I cannot be controlled. I want my life. And if he chooses to share it with me, he does. If he won't, then I'm out of here. Well, Shauna has just informed John that she wants to take the kids and take a break from their marriage and their problems. She's calling it a marriage sabbatical. Let me cut to the chase here. Um, are you leaving? Are the plans made? Are you leaving? The plans are there. There's no tickets bought. I want us to see if we can work through these issues and be on the same page. If we could be on the same page and I support his career, he supports and respects mine. 
and we can work at it and get together on this. I don't think careers have anything to do with this whole discussion, to be honest with you. What you're saying is that you want to take like a year off, that you want to date other men while you're on the sabbatical. I didn't say I wanted to date other men. I said if an opportunity arose and if my husband says, hey, I don't want this sabbatical, and if you're going to leave, it's over. That's really what I meant by that. Okay. Um, this is a bad plan. This is a bad plan. If you want out, you just have to get out. But be honest about it. I mean, don't say I'm going to take a sabbatical and then spend the rest of my life w with, with John. If it isn't working and you want out, then you need to just step up and say that. I don't, I don't want out. I want it to change. That's, I want change. I want change, too. Now, I will offer to you to try to bring some resources to bear to get you started in the right direction. And I'm not wanting you to say, okay, I'll go home and be a good girl. I'm not asking you to cave and give up everything that you want. But going off with the kids for a year and dating other people and pursuing an, another agenda will be a death knell for this relationship. So if that's what you're going to do, you, you might as well just do it now and not drag the kids through a what, what are we going to do for a year. I'm just telling you, if that's what you're going to do, just do it. And if not, I'll make some resources available to you to help you. This is not a plan. You've got to plug back in and try to negotiate something you can both live with. I'm not telling you to give up your dreams. That's what you're hearing me say. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, you can hear that if you want to. You're going to watch this tape and go, I guess I had uh, uh, something in my ears because I'm telling you, that's not what I'm saying. But what you're proposing will not work. That's just my opinion. No, I know okay. you agree with it. I agree with it. But I have no tools or anything else. I'll, this is the only way I can think. This is the only way I know how to do it. Well, you've put it on the table, and now it's time to talk about this. And, and you should hear that you're going to have to hear and acknowledge and plug into this, or she's going to A, leave you, or B, resent you till the end of your life. So you've got to hear this, and it's not just your way or the highway. You've got to hear what she's saying and try to come up with a way where everybody can get what they want. Right. And I'm not a your way or the highway kind of guy, and everybody who knows me knows that. And you know that. Or else I'd have been on the highway a long time ago. We'll be right back. For season seven, get on drphil.com, click on be in the audience, or call 323-461-PHIL, 461-7445. Well, we've been talking about marriage today. We've been discussing the unrealized expectations and power struggles that can go on in marriages. Look, everybody has something, some things, maybe more than one, that you really care about and are important. You don't give up on those in order to be part of another couple, but it's a negotiation. Ultimatums are not negotiations. Unplugging are not negotiations. And those are two things that we've seen today that just simply, in my opinion, won't work. Go to drphil.com, click on today's show, and I'm going to give you information on how to really negotiate and compromise inside of a relationship. I appreciate all my guests being here, and I, I hope that we've stimulated some thinking, some flexibility. We'll track this, these situations and see what happens. Thanks for being here. So long.
Well, we've been talking about marriage today. We've been discussing the unrealized expectations and power struggles that can go on in marriages. Look, everybody has something, some things, maybe more than one that you really care about and are important. You don't give up on those in order to be part of another couple, but it's a negotiation. Ultimatums are not negotiations. Unplugging are not negotiations. And those are two things that we've seen today that just simply, in my opinion, won't work. Go to drphil.com, click on today's show, and I'm gonna give you information on how to really negotiate and compromise inside of a relationship. I appreciate all my guests being here, and I, I hope that we've stimulated some thinking, some flexibility. We'll track this, these situations and see what happens. Thanks for being here. So long.